This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. In this episode, we're discussing asset classes amid COVID-19, how those assets feed into portfolio construction, and how then to apply active or passive investment approaches to those portfolios. Our guest this episode is Ashish Chanda, founder and CEO of robo-financial advisor Crystal.ai. Welcome to the show, Ashish. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, good morning to everyone. So, Ashish, in a nutshell, what does Crystal.ai do? So, Crystal.ai is uh, referred to by many investors as a robo-advisor, but a large segment of investors think of us as a digital private bank, bank means in, being in quotes. But it's effectively a digital wealth platform which helps investors all the way from beginner investors to very sophisticated investors to get two things. One is the access to investments and second is the advice to investments. So access and advice to the world of financial investments is what Crystal.ai delivers to its investors. So speaking of investment, I mean, we start with asset classes that we want to invest in, but asset classes in these volatile COVID-19 times what are you offering to your customers in terms of asset classes? And how should we think about different financial assets during COVID-19? It's great, Chris, that you asked that. You know, asset classes or asset allocation as a concept typically is almost like a rule that a financial investor should follow. And there are broad asset classes. You could broadly categorize them as equities, bonds, which is fixed income, REITs and commodities where you can have gold. So let's say there are these broad four categories. So if I may just pick some learnings from my hedge fund days where I was before starting Crystal.ai. So institutional investors like hedge funds or real money accounts, they have a very keen eye on risk management. What that means is that asset allocation becomes one of the key frameworks which is used to deploy risk or to basically go about investments. So if you look at asset classes and you can broadly categorize them into four pillars, namely equities, then fixed income bonds, then REITs or real estate and commodities and gold. So in these four pillars, once you have a model, some kind of a framework or rules and you go about following those rules with some amount of discipline, then you can be sure of having a successful investment career over the next five, 10 years or decades. So the key is having some rules in place on asset allocation and having the discipline to follow those rules. Now, what happens is in times like these where we have the COVID scare or if you look at last year or before that where you had the trade wars or many other events that keep happening, in these times, it's very difficult to have the discipline of following an asset allocation framework, which is where having these rules in place and having the discipline to follow them comes into play. And that's, I think, the key to success that every investor should follow. Could you give us some examples of these rules? Yeah. So for example, I'll pick on the algorithm that we follow. So our algorithm does deployment across asset classes with keeping an key and eye on the risk, which means that you look at volatility, you look at historical moves. Now we follow algorithms from the field of AI, which is artificial intelligence. So there are some genetic algorithms we use, but you could have a very simple rule. You know, so for example, if you take an all weather, I'm not sure if many investors have heard about all weather, but all weather is a concept. It's a portfolio where there are fixed allocations for each asset class. 
like gold will be 7.5%, equities will be like 40%. And there is a percentage asset allocation given. And let's say you like that framework and then you start to follow that framework. So you as an investor could come and say, I'm going to follow all weather. I'm going to go with this 40, 7.5, 7.5, 10, 20, you know, whatever that allocation is and follow that diligently. And as long as you follow that over your whole uh, 10, 20, 30 years of investment career, then you know that you have something to abide by, someone guiding you, and you can rely on that. So these rules are basically rules of asset allocation. There are many models, many frameworks. What we use is more machine learning or AI driven, but you could choose a very simple one. Some people use the rule of 100 minus their age, like 100 minus your age goes into equities and your age goes into bonds. So some people follow that rule. But the idea is to have a framework and be consistent and disciplined with that framework. And the key is you have to stick to the rules you've decided to start investing with. You have to. As a beginner investor, and I can tell you, I can share that when I started my investment career, I did not follow the rules. I had the beginner's luck in the first, I would say, month or two. And then suddenly I realized that this is going to cause a lot of emotional stress and it's not going to help me deliver consistent returns, which is what one should want. Sometimes you hit it big, sometimes you lose big, but that's for you to go to the casino for, not to do your investments with. So investments have to be done with some amount of discipline, some amount of rules in place. You need to follow the rules with some amount of discipline. But as you learn more every year, you can get some more innovation, some more creativity into those rules and go deeper. So that is perfectly fine as long as you're improvising on them, but you're not deviating from them and you're not flouting them in a big way. So improvisations are fine, but if you start deviating from them and not following them, then you're going to get emotions into investing. And emotions, when clubbed with investments, is a disaster. That is something that every investor should stay away from. It's an interesting point you make, the distinction you make between improvising and deviating completely. But that leads into my next question, you know, the whole active versus passive investment approach. What would you recommend for investors and what do you recommend for your customers? Depending on the requirements of a customer, see, if you're a beginner investor, I would advise blindly you go with a more passive portfolio. You follow the rule, you're in a learning phase, you are most likely building your wealth, your source of income. Maybe you're planning for education or retirement or a house or whatever goal, but you are in the learning phase and you're most likely going to be adding to your investment amount every year, whether it's a systematic investment or you know any other way, but it's going to be a growing portfolio that you're adding inflows to. And the key is that you're going to learn from there. So best is to start with a more passive portfolio, follow a particular rule, take some time to study which are the various frameworks in the world. Like the Bridgewater is one of the biggest hedge funds. They follow risk parity, which is the all-weather. You have the 60-40 rule. You have the 100 minus age rule. One of the rules we follow is uh, what is used to make the autopilot crystals, which is the algorithms are being designed to follow the rules or make the rules, where the algorithms can process a lot of data. So there is millions and billions of data points. There are some forward-looking views given by us, by our investment committee. And then the algorithms develop the asset allocation. And we just follow that rule given by the algorithm itself. But the key is that we've taken the emotions out. We've given that learning ability to the machines which are processing the data. And we are saying this is the rule that we want our investors to follow. So there are different rules which are available. And let's say you choose any one of them and you start following them. But the key is that go passive, use the time to learn. 
and as you learn as you have a lot more knowledge and a lot more corpus coming in then you can start improvising where you could say that hey within the reits asset class i want to go and differentiate between uh, logistics or hospitality and hotels and hospitals and things like that or within the technology space you may now want to differentiate between cloud versus e-commerce versus semiconductor and so on and then you could say that within my asset allocation framework i'm going to choose one asset class and i'm going to improvise what i do within that asset class so that is improvisation but breaking the rules is that hey i thought i'll do 40% equities but i'm at 90% equities that's when you are flouting the rules which in the longer run turns out to be not that good in terms of a consistency of returns if you like money hacks so far please subscribe to money hacks on apple podcasts google podcasts or spotify and like us and give us a rating and now back to our conversation with ashish chanda founder and ceo of robo financial advisor crystal.ai ashish before the break we were talking a bit about improvising versus deviating from your portfolio rules as well as a bit about active versus passive investment for the benefit of some of our listeners who might not be aware of the distinction so passive is more of a buy and hold essentially strategy and active right. would be more of a buy and sell and buy and sell and try and arbitrage some alpha some gain from all that buying and selling right. and buying and selling and of course, That's there's that middle ground, as you mentioned, right, where you can start with a passive investment approach, but then you consciously pick an area to unemotionally experiment yeah. with. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So, so many people can think of it as a core and satellite approach, where your core remains passive and your satellite is where you try and go more active. So, you could say that 80% of my portfolio will be in a passive approach, which you are doing some kind of an SIP or systematic investment plan where you are adding every month every quarter you are just adding to your passive portfolio and you could choose 20% of your portfolio which is what i'm calling the satellite to become a little bit more active so the right answer lies somewhere in between active and passive and everyone can decide what their sweet spot is but when you come to active it is also important to know that if you are doing active investments it's different from doing active trading so buying and selling intraday or with, with a very high churn or frequency it's usually never helpful in fact if you see most of the big funds they do a lot of research and go and buy you know let's say a group of stocks or a group of etfs and then they hold on to their positions till they change their view which could take 5 or 10 years i mean so active investment or trading is not recommended for the beginner investor because if you're starting to do that then you are going to get confused about what rule to follow what framework to follow and you may get sucked in emotionally into doing investments over there so trading is a strict no very active investments is a strict no i would recommend to not even go into stock picking stick to etfs stick to funds where you get a broad basket of assets or portfolios and within those then you can start thinking that okay we are in the pandemic times and i want to go overweight on let's say a particular segment of the technology sector let's say cyber security or cloud computing and things like that and then you choose the etfs which deliver those because you've done some analysis some research which is pointing you in that direction so in your active portfolio you could go and starting to make some more intelligent choices but you're still within the framework so you're never going outside of the framework whether you're going active or passive the framework is sacrosanct that is not being broken so that's the best way to go about it but i can tell you that if you look at the big investors like warren buffett and everyone big funds if you follow them 
nobody has delivered consistent return by doing very active trading. The only people who have done that are probably those high frequency traders or high frequency hedge funds, which is something that anyone in virtual investor cannot replicate. So there's no point going into that domain. Okay, well, Crystal.ai is probably the only robot advisor in Singapore with a free tier that is free of management fees. But potential downside of this low barrier to entry is that some of your customers could be really brand new investors. They could be making their very first investment in their life with Crystal.ai. What would your advice be for these newcomers? Both in terms of actions, what do they do, and in terms of mindset. What's the first thing to do before say, okay, I'm going to put $1,000 into Crystal.ai and see what happens? That's right, Chris. So Crystal.ai does have a free tier. And the whole objective of having a free tier is to incentivize first-time investors to come and start making investment choices following a framework, which is in our case, the algorithm. Now, people can choose to go and buy some ETFs, which fits their profile and deviate from the algorithm. And it's okay since they are in the learning phase, but our objective is to get them follow the asset allocation framework as soon as possible in their investment careers. So for example, we do not make single stocks available to our retail investors. We only make ETFs and REITs available. And the REITs also is the REIT ETF, which means that you always have a diversified portfolio and you are able to appreciate what is the asset allocation framework that, that we are discussing. So as a first-time investor comes in and they learn about ETFs, they see that, hey, this basket is better than me trying to decide which five stocks or 10 stocks I buy. And when they learn that, is that something that we feel happy about? And which is why we've kept the entry barrier for a beginner investor very low. I think it is our duty, you know, in terms of the ESG investing, you may say, it is our duty to make sure that the next generation starts thinking about their investments, their goals, their retirement plans as early as possible in their life. Because today's millennial investor is very asset light. So, you know, people are not buying cars and houses, unlike how they were doing 20, 30 years ago. At least the millennials are not. They are very asset light and expense heavy, I would say. So they have a different belief system and different value system. In terms of investments, it's important to have a framework, that concept ingrained early in your life so that it helps you 30 years or 40 years down the line. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us today, Ashish. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. I've loved uh, having a chat here. Thank you. We've been speaking about assets, portfolio management, as well as the whole mindset, portfolio rules, and how especially newcomer investors should approach their first investments. We've been speaking with Ashish Chanda, founder and CEO of robo-financial advisor Crystal.ai. And that's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.